Good morning and welcome once again to WinFocus. I'm John Sims and joining us this morning for a return engagement and lots of exciting news to share today. Deborah Dobbs with the SPCA of East Texas. Good morning again, Deborah. Great to have you with us. Good morning, John. Thank you so much for having me and allowing us to talk about this exciting time. You bet. Don't forget, InFocus is available online. Just go to ktbb.com slash InFocus. InFocus is uploaded to our website by the day after the show airs. Deborah, we'll start off pretty much as we always do with uh, just the mission, a little bit of the history, who you are and what you do. And I'm thinking back, I'm trying to remember how many times we've had you on this show. And that gets me, uh, remind me, when did you all actually get up and going? We were founded in 2010. Um, so we are about to celebrate, let's see, what does that make us, 12 years old? Mm. Uh, 13 i guess 13 years old uh february 14th valentine's day of this year so we'll be 13 years old on valentine's day and you love those animals so what better day than valentine's Absolutely. day to be pointing to this early in the game on in focus uh so uh the spca i mean the the american society for the prevention of cruelty to animals started in the 19th century so the uh, there's been an spca in this country in some form or another for well well over 100 well, maybe 150 Absolutely. years but uh, let's talk a little bit specifically about what the sbca does in general and what you do here in the tyler area well thank you for asking because it's important for our community to know that all spcas are independent uh when i began this project i, I did my back background and my homework and there's no requirements to start an spca it can be a bake sale or a huge uh, animal shelter and everything in between. So forming the SPCA of East Texas was precipitated by the recognition of the stray population in, in this part of the country. And it's just, it's just phenomenal, the number of strays that are, that are out there and needing rescue. So it was uh, formed out of a need. Uh, we modeled ourselves certainly over the mission of Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals, and that is our mission. We don't do suffering. I tell the people that all the time. We don't do suffering. If we can end that in our society, we've done our mission. So it's an exciting time, but we are independent. And the most important thing for our citizens to know, I think, is that we rely 100% to survive and to sustain our programs on the support of our community. Mm -hmm. We receive no national funding. So that's important to note. All righty. I'm reading off your website, basically, which, by the way, is spcaetx.org. Did I get that correct? East, spcaeasttx.com. All right. Thank you for correcting me on two points. That's spcaeasttx.com. Okay. That's and we'll it. give out some more contact information in just a little while. But the website says the mission of the SPCA of East Texas is to improve the lives of animals, alleviate their suffering, and elevate their status in society. And that pretty much covers it all in very short form, but there are a lot of different things that you do, and we're going to go over all of them today, including a very special project that's really going to take you into a new era, which is the Raise the Wolf campaign. Um, some of the things that you point out on your website, animals enrich our lives. You work to inspire responsibility for animals, promote spay-neuter practices, strengthen city and county relationships, which is something else we'll get into, be responsive to changing community needs, which is why you were founded in the first place, and enlist the confidence of your donors, volunteers, and the community. And with all that said, let's talk a little bit about um, 
some of the programs that you have going. And we'll start with rehoming and surrender. Tell us a little bit about that one first off. That is probably the busiest of our programs in that that is the pipeline off the streets and into a forever home for all these strays. Uh, the process is an online process just to the sheer volume. I think we could probably staff a phone bank of dozens if we had to, but uh, it is an online process and we can't regretfully help everybody that reaches out, but we do accept those applications and we work them every week. Um, so that process online gets you on the desk of the rehoming coordinator. That that surprise litter that you weren't planning, that stray that showed up at your house, or perhaps there's been a change in your family dynamics, a death in the family, uh, whatever. We try to be there for everybody that needs help. And if we can accept the animal, we give you some guidance and some options to get that animal into a new home. Uh, you said early in the show that uh, you do, don't do suffering. And does that, uh, can you tell us specifically what that means? Does it mean that you're a no-kill facility? Does it mean other things as well, possibly? Well, we have uh, so many circumstances that we're faced with. Wonderful pets that have been loved all their life and their owner has suddenly passed away from an animal on the streets that's starving and, and injured. Uh, so whatever it takes to bring that animal back to a healthy, happy life, rehabilitation, veterinary care. Uh, we we are going out this morning on an animal that's been left out overnight and the skin and bones. Uh, we don't do suffering, so so that's our mission to get those babies in a good place. Uh, whatever it takes to get what? them in a good place. Exactly. Okay. Deborah Dobbs, president and founder of the SBCA of East Texas, is our guest this morning on In Focus. I'm John Sims. The uh, internet website, spcaeasttx.com. Uh, you're currently located at 3405 East Northeast Loop 323 in Tyler, but not for much longer, which we'll get to in a few more minutes. Phone numbers, the um, Animal Welfare Offices, 903-596-7722. The Snippet Clinic for Spaying and Neutering, 903-592-7705. Hours of operation, Tuesday through Saturday, and you're closed Sunday and Monday, and the rest of it is right there on the website if you need additional information. Uh, before we go any further, um, I do want to kind of get squared away on how you cooperate with other agencies. You have uh, Pets for People and you have the city and county, um, all of which have come a long way in helping animals and helping people who are unable to take care of their animals, etc. Tell us a little bit about how that uh, cooperation works and how the different agencies and governmental entities work together on this issue? Well, I'm really glad you asked because we all pay, play a very important role. It's not, uh, it's not, uh, we are not an island. It, it takes a village. All of us are, are truly overwhelmed with need. Uh, Pets for People, formerly Humane Society, was where I got my start, um, working with the county and the city at that time. Um, things evolved. Pets for People is now doing wonderful uh, selective admission sanctuary work and adoptions. Having the most, the utmost appreciation for Gail and Terry showing me the ropes. Um, the city and county at the time we formed didn't really have shelters. There was not any real good options. Uh, and, and Pets for People Humane Society was pretty much the only option. So uh, the need was there. And over the past decade, I'm so happy to say that our county and city have both obtained and, and opened 
municipal shelters serving the community. So we work together. We tag animals from each other. Um, we meet. We talk. We, we've just started partnering with the county to provide spay-neuter services to them so that all of their animals are spayed and neutered locally before they go into a forever home. So we're, we're happy and proud to say that that partnership is, is underway this year. Um, we're going to be offering more services, hopefully, to the county as, as time progresses because our, our wonderful new county judge, uh, Judge Neil Franklin, mm-hmm. has been reaching out. We've been sharing ideas, and so it, it's a work in progress. Very good. And if anybody has any questions, if they run into an issue of any kind regarding animal welfare, they can just call your age. Actually, I guess they could call any of the above. But uh, for the purposes of today's show, we'll say that they can call your agency. If uh, you're the one that they need, I guess you'll tell them. And if, if for any reason it would be better for them to be referred to uh, Pets for People or the city or county government, you would certainly... Uh, and any of those organizations would work to lead them in the right direction. I absolutely, it. absolutely, and it, it's a necessary thing for us to share in the in the uh, in the saving of animals. So we do sometimes have to say, okay, these are the other options, and and we support these mm-hmm. options, and we encourage you to to call them. Sure thing. Uh, moving on to the animal cruelty hotline. This is reporting assistance to citizens in East Texas through online reporting, referring of cases to appropriate jurisdiction for investigation and I'll let you take it from there. Yes, John, and I believe we are the only true online hotline that's offering cruelty reporting. Um, it, it, is a, it is a real thing, and uh, it, it's a necessary thing, and I hope someday it's not. But what you can do if you see neglect or just a concern or, or truly something egregious is go online, make that report, and our cruelty investigator will then determine the jurisdiction of the location of the animals, determine ownership of the animal and or ownership of the property where it's occurring, and we'll make a referral to the proper law enforcement agency should it rise to that. Sometimes it's education. We jump in our van, we take a load of food and some blankets, and we educate. Uh, We're really trying to be the good guys and the educators. We're not the bad guy. And we sometimes can fix things just by explaining that the laws have changed and it's required that you provide food and shelter to your animal. And it's mm-hmm. clearly defined in the statute. Very good. Deborah Dobbs, founder and president of the SPCA of East Texas, our guest this morning on In Focus. I'm John Sims. For a quick reference, the website where you can find out just about anything you need to know about the SPCA of East Texas, um, including phone numbers, locations, etc., spcaeastx.com. That's spcaeastx.com. And I noticed that um, you work uh, under the uh, auspices of the animal cruelty hotline you work with local cases reported in smithwood cherokee henderson and anderson counties is that pretty much the geographic scope of your organization or are there certain things you don't go out that far for or do you go further out than that in, in some cases we have gone further than that we get calls from all over east texas um there is an spca of dallas and there is an spca of houston and they are much larger and much more equipped uh, than than we are. Uh, so we do as much as we can when we can, and sometimes we may refer you to an agency that's closer to you. 
Um, we have gone as far away as Carthage, mm-hmm. Dangerfield. Uh, we we get calls from all over, and uh, we take those calls. Uh, we may not respond physically to the call, right. but we're going to at least give some guidance. Dog and cat adoption, promoting and adopting dogs and cats through website application and one-on-one counseling. Yes, yes. You know, some people have a dream of owning a border collie, and they may live in an efficiency apartment. So there's a little education there. Um, we want to explain that this we want this to be a forever uh, member of your family, and we want it to be successful. So sometimes we have to explain to that apartment dweller or that, um, you know, maybe somebody with, mm-hmm. with toddlers, um, a tiny, tiny chihuahua puppy might not be the answer for the three-year-old. Uh, they break. Uh, these little dogs can break. So there's a learning curve there, and we look for the uh, for the best fit and the best success that we can in placement of an animal. Now, moving on to the Snippet Clinic, this is affordable spay and neuter services for dogs and cats offered to the public. And uh, for the time being, at least, that's where your main office is also located on East Northeast Loop 323. The importance, though, of spaying and neutering. We've heard this over and over again from the folks at Pets for People and from you. Let's repeat it in case anybody needs a refresher course. From the mountaintops, uh, absolutely. I mean, this is not rocket science. We have an overpopulation of homeless animals, and spaying and neutering is the answer. We offer it at a very affordable cost. We work with you to schedule a convenient time, and we see about 160 surgery patients a week. So we're here for you, encourage you to call, and be that responsible pet owner. It is the solution. Um, also, wellness services and um those include vaccinations, microchip, nail trims, preventive medications such as flea tick and heartworm prevention. Is that all taken care of at the Snippet Clinic? And is it a part of the spay and neuter process or are, there just, are those just different options people can pursue? There are actually two separate operations within the clinic. Um, we operate surgery four days a week and then on Saturdays, Uh, at least two Saturdays a month, we offer a wellness clinic. And that is curbside. You pull up, you've scheduled your appointment at that time. You're within one hour. Uh, You might take the one to two spot. You pull in, you get in line, and we service your animal um, curbside. We bring the animal Mm -hmm. into the building. The animal sees the veterinarian. uh, Vaccinations are provided. Those preventatives are another thing, John. Texas has mosquitoes as big as my car. I've noticed heartworm and they love me uh heartworm is fatal heartworm is expensive to treat it's inexpensive to prevent and it will kill your dog Mm -hmm. so we encourage you to get that heartworm prevention for your animals we can test for it and we can provide that at a very affordable cost fleas and ticks can give your animals uh parasites so there's we're trying to keep you your your pet healthy and make it affordable to do so very good. Deborah Dobbs, SBCA of East Texas, our guest this morning on In Focus. I'm John Sims. Website is spcaeasttx.com. A couple of phone numbers, 903-596-7722 for the Animal Welfare Offices and 903-592-7705 for the Snippet Clinic. You mentioned heartworms, and I just briefly, we may be able to get into this in detail a little bit later in the show. You mentioned the dangers of heartworms, and I just briefly wanted to call attention 
attention to your Healing Hearts campaign, which I understand is a fundraiser for this scourge. And there's some pretty detailed information on the website. That's correct. And I believe that people can just go there and find out more and how they can be supportive of that. And we'll talk about donations and volunteering, too, in just a few minutes. As far as foster family recruitment and training, I think a lot of people probably still don't quite get the distinction between adoption and fostering. This might be a good time to kind of sketch that out a little bit and make uh, uh, help people understand specifically how foster family recruitment and training works and how fostering works with your agency. Fostering is truly our lifeline. We are a foster-based rescue, meaning we don't have a huge building full of cages with animals living in a warehouse setting. Uh, it's a necessary evil with our municipal shelters in many places. However, our goal is to socialize and familiarize the animal with the home environment, making for a better adoption, a better fit. And a dog that comes into your home or a cat that's litter box trained, leash trained, knows how to sit, sleeps in a crate. These are basic, basic, basic manners that we try to encourage. Our foster families are what do that. Um, All the supplies and expense of fostering are provided by the SPCA. We just ask you to provide the loving, safe environment. You can be a transport foster for shorter periods of time, or you can just be a regular foster, which means you're going you're gonna to foster until this baby finds a family. Of course, if it's not working out, we take the, we take the foster baby yeah. back. But mm-hmm. um, it's a very well-supported program, and it really, truly is our lifeline to saving lives. Mm-hmm. Very important. Volunteers and you do volunteer recruitment and training. Let's talk a little bit about that in case anybody's listening and thinks, hey, I might want to volunteer with Deborah's organization. They are so valuable. And we, because of our limitation on space at this time, we are not having as many volunteer opportunities as I know are going to be completely necessary once we get to the new location. We do offer volunteer opportunities, everything from office work to helping fold towels and laundry to cleaning kennels if you're willing Um, there's a lot of different things you can do and you don't necessarily have to be doing the absolutely hard stuff (laughs) it can be fun Uh transport i know we've discussed this before you've been doing it for several years now once a month the sbca of east texas delivers 30 to 40 fully vetted dogs puppies cats kittens to your partner rescue groups in the northeast and i believe that has to do with uh, how the law works in different parts of the country but if you could kind of give me and the rest of our listeners a refresher course shed some light on that for us there is um, just a little different philosophy in in the northern states um, and maybe a little more stringent uh, enforcement uh, in the south we're wide open spaces and animals roaming at large uh, it's it's just a little different culture uh, so what we found is that in the northeast there is actually a shortage of, of puppies and kittens and, and dogs and cats, and they uh, are working and partnering with us to get some of the ad- animals out of East Texas that are truly homeless into wonderful loving homes in the, in uh, Connecticut, uh, New Jersey, Phil- uh, Pennsylvania. Uh, so we've got some wonderful partners that share in our philosophical uh, love and care for animals, and, and those babies go to 
families oftentimes standing when the van door opens they're waiting to go into those arms so it's a great inspirational uh, relationship we have up there oh we've covered a lot of ground and we still have quite a bit to cover this morning as we talk to deborah dobbs with the sbca of east texas i'm john sims this is in focus let's move on to the dog park and from there we're going to move right on to your next big next door project but tell us about the dog park on west grande and how that's proven to be such a uh, a great thing for animal lovers all around the area our dog park is is truly a star in in the crown of the community uh people who visit here uh, dog parks are becoming more and more popular a lot of times visitors come to our city and they're looking for that place to go and we are now able to offer that it is a beautiful eight acre fenced area with four different sections so you can you can pick and choose where you are when you're there and if maybe that group's not your your size for your your pets you can go to a different section but there are watering stations available human and and animal watering stations there are double gates there's parking it's free of charge it's open from dawn to dusk 365 days a year and it sits on 60 acres that was donated to us uh, by the very generous bossert family therein lies the bossert bark park um, so that 60 acre tract is is a rolling area right in the middle of the, of the south corridor in tyler uh, 3393 West Grande if you want to uh, turn on your GPS or use that Google map and that'll tell you right where it is and um, as far as the big project that we've kind of been teasing all throughout the course of the show your new home and I used to be you used to be on old Bullard Road that, bu- that building was sold that's where you initially opened up I think uh, across from the Broadway Square Mall but uh, you've moved into a different era. Now you are renovating a 16,000 square foot building to house all your programs under one roof. And that is going to be right next door to the dog park. And you have a big fundraising campaign going on, which as luck and creativity would have it is called the Raise the Wolf campaign. Go ahead, tell us all about that. Thank you, John. This is the most exciting thing we've ever done and also the biggest and largest undertaking but over the years we've grown and we've popped up in different buildings and different rental space over time Uh, not the best business model to be spread all over Tyler so we realized that we really needed to stretch those donor dollars and maximize efficiency of our staff by getting everyone on one campus this opportunity popped up through some serious negotiations and a lot of talking, we were able to procure this this uh, building that's actually adjacent to and borders on our park. So uh, we've basically expanded our, our uh, capacity now to include this building. It is going to house the Snippet Clinic, rehoming, intake, adoption, our foster programs, our volunteer programs, everything will be run out of there uh, operated out of there and uh, we also have a dog sanctuary and a cat sanctuary as part of the floor plan so it's going to be the best thing ever I cannot wait we're talking June construction being what it is we're hoping it's June but uh, we will keep the community updated as things progress for sure and speaking of keeping the community updated uh, uh, any specific instructions on what they can do to support this how they can donate online options just uh, possibly in-kind donations. Uh, How can the community support this project right now? 
Well, the project is raising money because, as you know, construction is is an expensive undertaking. Mm -hmm. Uh, We are accepting donations. There are naming opportunities in the building. And all of that is uh, on our website. And there's a virtual tour of of the building that you can click on and actually walk through an imaginary visit. So that's a great way to see what it's going to be like. Uh, We are accepting donations. There is no amount too small. Um, But in addition, as a community member, you can support us through in-kind gifts such as dog food, blankets, towels, paper towels, uh, used dog houses. This time of year, we go out and deliver dog houses to families who might not can afford one. It's the law. You must provide shelter to your animal. So you can support us in so many ways, and all of that is on the website. All right. So people can uh, make in-kind or monetary donations. And I take it there's just a general donation. I didn't happen to look this time, but um, with agencies such as yours, there's generally a, a generic donation tab on the website. Is that where they would go for the uh, Raise the Wolf project, or is there a separate page where they need to navigate to? It's actually, it pops up. It's kind of the first thing that you see. It's a little pop-up, and you can click out of it or click into it, and that it walks you through what we're doing and how to give and then there is a generic uh one-time gift or recurring gift so there's two or three places there on the website you can get involved and support us all righty matter of fact your uh, monthly giving program has a specific name and i'm drawing a blank right now get us what that's called that's great it's called the lifesaver lifesaver uh, campaign campaign and you you we encourage you to become a lifesaver or you can become a lifesaver for as little as twenty dollars a month uh we have donors who do more but twenty dollars a month makes you a part of a special group and you get notifications of uh, the new things we're doing or events we're hosting so you're part of a, an exchange of information and and kind of in the know about what the spca of east texas is doing and you're also helping keep our programs alive very good deborah dobbs founder and president of the SPCA of East Texas, our guest this morning on In Focus. I'm John Sims. So summarizing the Raise the Wolf campaign, basically renovating a 16,000-square-foot building on West Grande adjacent to your Bossert Bark Park to house all of your programs under one roof. So you'll be moving away from East-Northeast Loop 323, you hope, by June. Estimated completion date is June 2023, with plenty of fingers crossed on that. And... Um, so uh, so much lying just not too far down the road if everything goes as planned. That's it's right, It's just going to be so much bigger and better. I'm looking at um, something else that's on your website. We rescue, shelter, educate, and advocate for animals in need. And, uh, again, repeating your mission to improve the lives of animals, alleviate their suffering, and elevate their status in society. Looking back to when I first moved to Tyler in the late 1980s and um, moving on through uh, – the years since that time i've been able to see a lot of this for myself how much uh, the animal welfare industry has improved and upgraded over the years but there is still so much to do and that is the reason that you and your uh, animal uh, assistance colleagues in the community stay in business and there are some other things that we have a little bit of time to talk about um You can become a puppy or kitten hero. You have some all-inclusive care kits, and that's online as well. Yes, um, bottle feeders. um, That's a need that we have, but it's a specialized need, and you can purchase a kit, go through bottle feed, 
feeding training um, because these little babies are unable to nurse or perhaps they've lost their mother and they require feeding much like an infant a human infant mm. it's, it's it's regular it's every few hours it's in small amounts so um, we look for people who are willing to maybe lose a little sleep nap during the day but bottle feed these babies to the point that they're able to eat on their own and it, it will save an entire litter of of uh, tiny tiny little creatures that deserve a chance mm-hmm uh, here's another one, and I, we have a couple of minutes left in the show, and uh, pets for vets. I don't know if we've talked about that in the past, and so much attention to veterans these days, and rightfully so, and um, you've thrown in with that effort in your own way. We have. We're very excited to say we we, we stuck our, our toe into this venture by placing an animal at the Watkins Logan Veterans Home up in Winona, and this dog actually resided in the home with the residents, and uh, it was a wonderful, wonderful uh, first opportunity and very well received. What we now realize is that there's a great organization working over on Front Street called Camp V. Yes. They're doing some great work. So we've been partnering with Camp V to develop some ideas and programs. Once we get to the new building, we will have uh, real life living rooms for our sanctuary dogs. And we're hoping to partner with them and bring veterans in during the day just to work with our dogs and, and enrich their lives. If they can't own a pet, uh, then they can work with the animals in our real-life living rooms on couches watching TV just as if ah, they were at home. Okay. So we're excited about that. You bet. And a little shout-out to Camp V. They are becoming a regular on this program as well. Usually try and get them in right around Veterans Day, and they've come a long way as well. So I'm glad that you brought them into the conversation. Um, you can also go to the web uh, website, I should say, and there's a little section called Stories and Stuff. You can get some of the stories, I guess, of people that have worked with your agency, success stories that you've had, and that might be a very interesting thing for people to check out. As we get ready to wind down the show, I guess one more chance to promote the Raise the Wolf campaign for the new 16,000-square-foot building that you hope to open in June on West Grande. Um, housing all of your facilities in one basic location. We certainly do encourage you to check that out, have a look, see if there's any way that you can help out with that campaign. But uh, we're out of time. We've been visiting with Deborah Dobbs from the SPCA of East Texas. Thanks for sharing all the great news, and certainly do keep us up to date on what you're doing, Deborah. Thank you, John. It's been great to be here. Mm-hmm. Deborah Dobbs, founder and president, or president founder, as it says on the website of the SBCA of East Texas, has been our guest this morning on In Focus. I'm John Sims. As always, thank you for joining us, and we will see you again next week on In Focus.